Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about social media comparison and fitness influencers and how all of these things influence our lives and especially our journey as we continue to evolve and grow. And social media at its best could be great. It could help you connect with other people from all over the country, could foster new relationships, you could consume entertaining content, it could keep you up to date on the news, it could just be a great outlet and a positive thing. But at its worst, it could leave you feeling inadequate, feeling like you're missing out on things, feeling like your life isn't complete, what you have isn't enough, like you're behind, like you're not good enough. And it could leave you feeling miserable and like trash. And I could say that so honestly because I've definitely been in that position before. I love using social media as an outlet, but when I'm stressed out or when I'm not feeling great about myself, it I fall into that second category where I just spiral on it. And it could leave me feeling like I need to buy something. Like, I'm embarrassed to say there definitely have been times where I've been, you know, taken from a social media platform, usually Instagram or TikTok, and have ended up buying something because I saw something and thought, whoa, I need to have that. Like, what I have isn't enough. I need that. And um, it's definitely something that I'm always trying to be intentional about and trying to be mindful of. But hey, isn't that what it's created to do? It's created to sell us things continually. And let me tell you, it's good at it. It is good at it. But, um, you know, what's not good about it is is feeling inadequate and is a feeling terrible after and feeling like you're behind, like you're not on time. And when social media impacts your mood, when it impacts your ability to get things done, when it leaves you feeling anxious, overwhelmed, stressed out, when it impacts your personal relationships, it's a very serious thing. And it definitely has done that for me. I felt anxious because of Instagram. I felt anxious because of TikTok. And it was only because I wasn't intentional at all about what my feed looks like and who I'm following. When we talk about setting boundaries with other people, we often on this show talk a lot about protecting your time and energy. And social media is a big way to spend your time and a big way to spend your energy. And if we don't have solid boundaries with ourselves around that, it could really go wrong. So instead of experiencing those positive things, we experience those negative things. So I'm just going to list off like some personal triggers for me and some triggers I've, I've seen from other people in my life. And I know for me, the, the same 
thing that could make me feel good when I'm having a good day could make me feel awful when I'm having a bad day. So for example, my wellness journey began when I was about 17 years old, somewhere around 2009-ish. And I would say like has gone through many different seasons. And one of my seasons, and this is specifically related to fitness, was a tone it up season. And it started somewhere around 2012 when I was in pharmacy school. And I discovered the Tone It Up blog by seeing a pin on Pinterest that talked about their bikini series, which was a 10 or 12 week program dedicated to giving you a meal plan, workouts, and its whole main goal was to get you feeling confident before the summer so you could rock your bikini. And you bet I saw that pin. I was on their blog so fast, following them on Twitter and tweeting about the Tone It Up workouts probably before my head hit the pillow that night because I was so pumped up about Tone It Up. I saw it and instantly, whether it was on a conscious or a subconscious level, I knew I wanted what they had. I knew the instructors looked so fit and confident. I knew that's how I wanted to look. The other girls in the community seemed so happy and were sharing their their meals and their daily routines. And I was like, listen, I want to be in this. I want to be around these people. And I went all in. And the community was so positive and so encouraging. And I felt like when I would get on my phone and consume this content, it pushed me to be better. Until as I continued on, eventually the same content, when I was having a hard day, when I couldn't fit in my workout, when my meals weren't the cleanest, when things didn't go necessarily as planned, that same content wasn't inspiring. It made me feel really bad. And it made me feel like what I was doing wasn't good enough. And I'll go as far as to say it made me feel shame, like I was a failure. I felt ashamed, like I was a bad person for not doing what the other girls that I saw online in this community were doing. And it it was a big jump, but for someone with perfectionistic tendencies, it really wasn't that big of a jump. I felt like I didn't follow the rules. I was given guidelines of the community and I didn't follow them. So then when I would look at other people following them, it left me feeling bad about myself and I couldn't separate. I couldn't separate like, okay, but you're not seeing the full picture of that person's day. Everyone has days where they miss their workout. Everyone has days where their nutrition doesn't go as planned. But for me in that moment, I couldn't see past just what I was doing wasn't in alignment with what they were doing. They were doing what I wanted to be doing and it didn't work out for me and it made me feel bad. And that same, and I wanted to use this example because the same community that I found inspiration from left me feeling like I wasn't good enough when I was having a bad day. And I'm going to give another example. And this is something that I've, I've heard from clients. Clients saying, I love following my friends on social media because it allows us to connect, post pictures together, do fun things together. I don't like following them on social media when I find out stuff about their political opinions, when they post political things, controversial things. It makes me feel differently about them in real life. Or I have other clients who've um, been in my group programs before who've talked about 
feeling FOMO from social media, the fear of missing out. So feeling like I'm not in this group that I want to be in, but they're getting together and I'm not there. So I feel like I'm not good enough to be there or like I'm missing out or I'm not included or I'm jealous that I'm not there or why can't I be there too? Why don't they like me? And a whole spiral surrounding not being there. And I think that whenever we see other people living their lives through their phone, all we're seeing is what they want us to see. It's that that saying that I know we've heard a million times, you only see the highlight reel on Instagram. You don't see the hard times or the times that things didn't go their way. But if you're anything like me, when you're in scroll mode and you're just consuming everything, that's the furthest thing from your mind, or at least furthest thing from my mind. So what are some questions you can ask yourself and what are some boundaries you could start to create around your social media consumption? And I think if we start to view our feed and what we look at on our phone as what who comes up to you in real life. And who is given your time and energy in real life, it could be really helpful. So if we think of our feed as, do we want to allow this to impact our mood today, drain our energy today, or leave us questioning our self-worth today? Those are good questions to consider. Do we want this to take our time and attention today? And attention is our greatest gift, and we shouldn't be giving our attention to everything. So... When you think of your feed, what do you want it to look like? And what do you need to do to get it there? Do you need to unfollow people who leave you feeling like crap? Do you need to mute people? Do you need to hide your story from people? Because every time you post, they're in your DMs having political arguments with you. What do you need to do to protect your time, your energy, your attention? And when you consider your feed as something you are privileged to manage, not something that you're stuck with. It's not like so-and-so from high school who's followed me since 2010 needs to keep following me forever and ever. At the end of the day, it's social media. You get to choose who you want on your feed, who you want as your followers, and who you don't. And it's okay. It's okay to remove someone on Instagram, on Facebook, on any of that, And it's totally fine for someone to do that to you. It's not personal. It's just social media. And it's okay to mute people on your feed. It's okay to be more selective about your use and about your consumption. It's okay to miss posts. It's okay to not like things because you didn't see them. Just because someone likes your picture doesn't mean you need to like theirs. And vice versa. Likes don't matter at the end of the day. And it sounds funny to even say that out loud, but I think all of us can think of a time or two where someone's mentioned, oh, you didn't like a picture or, um, you know, concerns about that. If you worry about social media, likely you've had that thought before. I know even of people who have deleted pictures because they haven't gotten enough likes or enough comments. So all of that being said, back to the feed. Consider what do you want your feed to look like? And only fill it with content that is worth your time, your energy, your attention. If anything leaves you feeling badly, get rid of it. Mute it, unfollow. Here's the thing. Those brands that leave you feeling inspired could leave you feeling like crap some days when you're not at your best. 
So for me, when it was an issue for me, I hid tone it up. I hid accounts that left me feeling like I wasn't enough or I was behind on my journey. And in that moment, it helped. I've since, now I'm at a healthier place. It's fine. I don't, I'm mindful enough to know I'm fine to follow it. Good days, bad days, and all days in between. But there was a period where I did mute it, where I did unfollow, and then I brought it back into my life when I was in a different season. And just because you hide someone today or mute them today doesn't mean they need to stay muted forever. So set some boundaries around your feed. Curate your feed to look like what you want it to look like and make sure it's making you feel energized and inspired, not the opposite of that. Now, what do you do when you find yourself still comparing yourself? And I think the best thing you can do is one, be aware of it. Notice when you're doing it. Two, change up the action. Do something else. Put the phone down, go for a walk. Put the phone down, pet your dog. Put the phone down and instead put the Instagram down, call a friend. Do something else that doesn't involve social media. Okay, so at this point we have our boundaries. We know what we want our feed to look like. We know that when we find ourselves comparing, we're going to notice it, do something else. And then I will say the next one is probably the hardest one. Don't look at things that you know are going to make you feel bad. And that sounds so innocent, right? Like, okay, just don't look at things that make me feel bad. But if checking up on someone that you no longer know in real life is triggering for you and leaves you feeling like you're not enough, then don't do it. If you're in a routine where you, you know, check up on people and see what they're doing, you know, creep on someone, if you will, then choose not to. And all of us do it to some degree. All of us are curious. To be curious is to be human. But consider, am I doing this and feeling good after? Or do I do this and does it make me feel bad? And if you need to block people, mute them. Do whatever you need to do to protect your time, your energy, your space, and most importantly, your attention. Because we're only given so much time, so much energy in a day. And when you give your attention to the wrong things, it's going to deplete you. Final word on fitness influencers. Remember, they could be a great source of inspiration. What they're doing is great and let it inspire you. Let it motivate you, but also know that wellness is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Just because that person does X, Y, Z doesn't mean you need to do that too. It simply might not work for you. It might not be accessible to you. And it might not even be something that you enjoy or that helps you move further along on your own wellness journey. So fitness influencers, if they leave you questioning your worth or leave you feeling de-energized or upset in any sort of way, unfollow, mute, it's not worth it. And just because a fitness influencer is doing something doesn't mean that you need to do it too. And usually a lot of them, their content is curated in such a way that it's they're trying to sell you something. So just be mindful of what you're consuming. Remember, wellness is never a one-size-fits-all approach, and anyone who makes it seem that way, you should be incredibly skeptical of. This is your own journey. It should be curated just for you, designed for you, by you, just like your Instagram feed and who you follow on TikTok, and I will catch you in the next episode.
Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connelly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.